it's Evelyn, your host of Now I Get It, today's entertainment news in five minutes or less. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how The Last of Us, a new series on HBO, is only three episodes in, but will most likely be one of 2023's most buzzy shows. By the end of this episode, you'll also be able to say, now I get it. Last week, I was shocked to see that HBO announced they were renewing their new show, Last of Us, after only two episodes. Why was this so surprising? Well, HBO is pretty picky about their series renewals, and if anything, they specialize in limited series, A Marriage Story, Chernobyl, Mayor of Easttown from last year, for example. So why did HBO renew a show after only two episodes? Well, the numbers must be jaw-dropping good. And guess what? They are. In its premiere episode on January 15th, The Last of Us got 4.7 million viewers, which was the second largest show premiere after House of the Dragon last year. And before that was Boardwalk Empire's show premiere in 2010. That's how long it's been since we've seen such high numbers for an HBO show premiere. Let's compare it to Gen Z terms. Both House of the Dragon last year and The Last of Us two weeks ago have significantly outperformed both seasons of Euphoria, which was HBO's second biggest series of all time after Game of Thrones, especially during its second season. As I mentioned, the first episode of Last of Us on HBO premiered just two weeks ago and so far has surpassed over 22 million viewers in the U.S. since. Now, remember what I had mentioned, it got 4.7 million on its debut night, which means to get up to 22 million viewers on the first episode has meant a lot of word of mouth and delayed watching. That's almost 4x of its initial night premiere. It's also received a 97% critics approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and the series is pretty strong on social media, trending number one in the US and on Twitter Global during its debut. Last week, its second episode drew over 5.7 million viewers across HBO Max's streaming service and linear telecast. That's 1 million more than its premiere week. This officially marked it the largest week number two audience growth for any HBO drama series in the history of the network. So let me just say that a little slower. Having it jump from 4.7 million viewers in the first week to 5.7 million viewers in the second week is the largest week two audience growth for any HBO drama series ever. That means Sopranos. That means The Wire. That means Game of Thrones, right? So what is this show about anyway? Well, it's based on a video game that came out back in 2013. Basically, it's a post-apocalyptic drama. It's supposed to take place 20 years after modern civilization has been destroyed. The main character is the protagonist, Joel, played by Pedro Pascal. Um, And he has been hired to smuggle Ellie, who's played by Bella Ramsey, a 14-year-old, out of a quarantine zone uh, up in Boston. And it's basically a show that covers their adventure and journey from Boston all the way out to Montana um, and relying on each other for survival. So I I want to caveat, you know, I mentioned already The Last of Us is based on a video game, a very popular one at that. Um, so the immediate popularity of the show is a little bit unsurprising. Um, the video game was a huge hit when it came out back in 2013. It sold over 10 million copies worldwide. 
you know, I mentioned a lot comparing it to House of Dragon, but both of those benefited in their debut numbers and early week performances because they were parts of franchises with already established fan bases. Now, what I think is really funny and no one else seems to mention in the news is that both Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey were in Game of Thrones. Pedro Pascal, if you remember, played Oberyn Martell in season four, and Bella Ramsey played Lady Liana Mormont when she was just 13 years old in season six. I personally watched it this weekend to catch up, and, you know, to me, it's a storyline I've seen before. It's an adventure quest to deliver a very important person or package who can bring a vaccine or antidote to the world. It honestly reminded me a lot of the Children of Men film with Clive Owen, Julianne Moore, and Michael Caine. Despite the familiar storyline, I was on the edge of my seat. It's got a healthy mix of drama, heart, and a little bit of that scary monster angle, very similar to Stranger Things. This week's newest episode, which was the third episode, was absolutely mwah, chef's kiss. One of those memorable episodes of an entire series that people will be talking about even after. This reminds me of episode seven of Fleischman and Trouble, Claire Danes' episode. This episode reminded me of Up, the beautiful Pixar movie, but yet condensed into a one hour, 15 minute episode in live action. It was so, so beautiful. It was so romantic and heartfelt. And I truly, I think, I really do think people will be talking about it for the rest of the show. Um, the critics already said this episode three of Last of Us season one is already a standout. And so I highly, highly recommend, um, even if post-apocalyptic is not your vibe, at least make it till episode three. I recommend a watch. And if anything, based on my podcast episode, you'll be even more relevant in pop culture because of it by getting ahead of it. Well, since it's Monday, I wanted to catch you up on what I was watching this past weekend. I watched You People, the new romantic comedy with Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, Lauren London, and Nia Long. Um, it was corny, but hey, it's sometimes it's nice to see a cookie-cutter rom-com because they just don't make them anymore. I also watched Banshees of Inishirin on HBO Max because it was um, tied with All Quiet on the Western Front last week for num nine nominations. Uh, the number two movie most nominated for Oscars, Everything Everywhere All at Once, coming in at number one nominated with 11 nominations. I thought Banshees of Insurance was slow, like watching grass grow slow. Um, it's just similar to Tar. I just don't know what these hoity-toity critics and self-proclaimed cinephiles claim that they see in these movies. I also started Poker Face on Peacock with Natasha Leone, exec produced by Ryan Johnson, the creator of Knives Out. It's very good so far. And I also dabbled in the reality show my friends recommended to me on Peacock called The Traders, hosted by Alan Cumming. It's a reality competition show. It's basically like Glass Onion meets McClue, Murder Mystery meets The Challenge <laughs> um, reality competition on MTV. It was okay, but to me, there's too many contestants to keep it straight. Anyway, that's it for today's episode, everyone. I hope you learned a little, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.